Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Thank you. Please be seated. The IT technology has failed us today. I can't use the slide, but thank God we go back to the traditional. Nothing can stop us from worshipping God. Not even the oxygen. Without breath, you can still worship God, right? In heaven. Let us pray. Father, we acknowledge that you are the word, and the word comes from you, and the word brings life and health to our whole bodies. And Father, as we come together, this is what we desire, to receive your word. We ask Holy Spirit that we deliver the word and grant us wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. I used to have these things that is about faith. It's always in my mind, the back of my mind, I never check it out. It was always in the mind that when I need something, I go to God. If I say I want a car, I go to God, God give me faith. Yes? Yes, because I need a car and I pray and God give me faith. And, and when I receive the car, I thank God. And five years later, I need a house. I go, to back, go back to God again and God give me faith again. I got my house. What happened in between? I never thought about it. What happened in between? And sometimes when we pray for something that we wait for God and no answer yet. What happened in between? What's God doing? Have you thought about it? Maybe you have. But it, it, it was always in my mind, but I never thought about it. Until sometime, until quite recently. Today I'm going to, to, to speak on, add on to your faith. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So faith come, comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. We know faith comes from the word of God. Faith comes from God. Faith comes from Jesus Christ. He is the living word of God. Faith doesn't come from philosophers. Faith doesn't come from your medical technology. Faith doesn't come from your, 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 your up, uh, whatever tradition or culture. Faith can only come from God. Faith comes from the word of God. So faith takes the character of God. To deliver your desire to you. Uh, this is where it changes my, my whole thinking. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 21. Can somebody mark the time for me here? Mark the time for me, okay. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, uh, 20, 20 to 22. Verse 20, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Pay attention, my son, there is a relationship between you and God when God delivered the word to you. You are his son or you are his daughter. He is not delivered, to, he is not delivered the word to his servants. He's referring to his, his own precious children. My son, pay attention. Pay attention means keep your mind on it. Pay attention, keep your mind actively on my words. Incline your ears to my saying, 
Keep your ears listening, listen to the Word of God. Don't be distracted by any other voices or noises. And then he said, let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Not, that, not keep the word escape from your sight. In other words, take the word of God. Today you take the word of God. You go home, you take it out, read it again. And keep them within your heart. Now the word of God involves what? Involves your mind. Involves your ears. Involves your, 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 your eyesight. Involves your heart. That's how important it is. Because the word of God is spirit and life and it cuts through the division of your soul and spirit, joint and marrow. The word of God gets into every part of your body, soul and spirit, every cell, every organ, every function of your body, even to your mind, your soul. You know, when I, I, I as, as a young, young accountancy student, I remember the final final of the uh, uh, papers, there's a taxation, you know, and in British taxation, there's so many, the tax law has so many sections and subsections to claim your losses. Some three years ahead, some four years behind. So difficult to remember. I used to write them, you know, and pass it on my rooms, different section of the laws, different section to claim how much to claim, where to claim, how forward ten years or five, five years. Until such time that when I went to the exam, I, my whole mind responds automatically. When I see a problem, I know what to claim. And that's how the Word of God works. Let's carry on. Verse 22. No, verse, 20, verse 21 first. Let them not escape from your sight and keep them within your heart, right? Another version, the Passion Version translation says, Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. God says the word of God, you, when you meditate on the word of God, you take the word of God, think about it, talk to God through the word of God, they penetrate into your spirit. That's where you know how to respond. When the situation has come, you know how to respond automatically. Your whole body system works towards responding according to the Word of God. Verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health or healing or health to, your, to their whole flesh. Patient translation. Another translation. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. The Word of God brings life and health to your whole body. That is the whole purpose of the Word of God for you. From Genesis chapter until Revelation, the last chapter, the last verse, the whole purpose of the Word of God is to bring you life and health to your whole body. There is no specification of which verse can bring life, which verse can bring verse. Every word that you read from the Bible brings life and health to your whole body. It doesn't mean that if today I'm not talking about 
liver problem, it doesn't mean that you come to this church, you don't hear the word liver, and you think God is not speaking to you. The word of God is not applicable to you. No, the word of God brings life and health to your whole body. There is no qualification. Any verse, any word, any chapter that you take gives life and health to your whole body if you care to participate, to be attentive, to listen, to keep, to watch it again, to meditate on it, to talk about it, talk to God about it. Don't talk to yourself. We are human, we like to talk to ourselves. Have you seen, maybe Regina will tell you, have you seen baby talking to themselves in the sleep? <laughs> yes? Auntie? Auntie? Rachel? We like to talk to ourselves. God says, don't, don't, don't talk to yourself. Talk to God. Because the more you talk to yourself, especially on topics of anger, frustration, regret, shame, you go down, you go down, you go down until such things, such time that you think you're helpless. But when you talk to God, you create a communication with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It brightens up your hope. It strengthens your faith. Above all else, it grants wisdom and revelation of knowledge of God. The Word of God needs to be taken in and talked to God, talk back to God again. That you unwrap you unwrap the, 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 the un, uh, unwrap his word. And now let's open up and see the treasure between, in, in, within. That's what the purpose of God, the word of God is. Hebrews 11 verse one says, now faith, faith is the substance of the things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. So faith, between your desire when God gives you the gift of faith, when you pray for something, between this and the evidence of faith, your answer to your prayer, there's such element, strong element called hope, hope hold them together. But the gift of faith is going to bring this hope into reality one day. That's why God is a God of hope who grants us joy and peace in believing. While you are believing, while you have not seen the evidence, God gives you joy and peace to wait so that you are abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit you can keep going on. So while waiting for God to answer your prayer, to see the evidence of your your faith, God is strengthening you by the Holy Spirit for He is the God of hope. So you carry on your life. That's why God says, today is a new day. Right? Be glad and rejoice. Every day in 2023 is a new day. He has only pronounced it. We know our day. We know our tomorrow. Because tomorrow is a new day, which means that you don't have to carry the, you don't have to live according to consequences of yesterday. That has been done as far as God is concerned, that has been done with, done with today is a new day. And he said, be glad and rejoice. And this is the word of God, because the word of God penetrates 
right? Cuts through the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Though, so today, you'll be glad physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, perhaps financially too. Because God is still God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So our faith, when we ask God for a car, for example, He is not just dealing with the car that you desire. That was my mistake. That was, I thought if I asked for a car, God focused on getting me the car. Yes, because that was the, that's what the thing I asked for. But that is not true because we just read from Proverbs chapter, chapter 4, verses 20, 20 to 22. He said, the word of God brings life and health to your whole body, regardless of what you ask. Regardless of what you ask. God is... God, is it not, 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 Jesus Christ is the living one, living God. Before he went to the cross, he was, cruci- he, he was whipped, right? By his stripes, we are healed that we know, right? Then he went to the cross to be crucified on the cross as a curse. Then he died, he resurrected. Then he came back, rescued you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. For all these purposes, the whole this journey they went through, Everything that he has done for you, he said, God the Father did not withhold his son, but deliver him up for us. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? The, the things that God wanted to give it to us, everything that he wanted to give us, is about your life and health to your whole body, regardless of what you ask. Wow. While we are waiting for your car to come, God is building your life and health to your whole body. Don't... You know, they, they, we, we, I used to, uh, maybe it was a wrong teaching, like we, we, we think that, that uh, if you ask for, I said before, if you come here and ask for healing of your liver, and, and I don't mention anything about liver, you say, God is not going to heal you. No. Or I, you, I don't mention anything about car, you say, oh, there's no confirmation. Right? Next, next week you come, Pastor Ted, you not mention, not even about horses or donkeys. And you say, God is not going to give me the car. No, every word of God brings life and anything to do with your life. In your life, for your life, through your life, your relationship to your inheritance, the works of your hands. The plan of God for you that is to prosper you, not for evil, for your hope, for your future. All this is to do with your life and your, everything that has to do with your life. God wants to bless your life, life more abundantly and health to your whole body. There's a whole purpose of what Jesus has done on the cross for you and me. So everything, whatever you ask, he's working on your life, he's working on your health, to your whole body, not just healing, not just healing part of your body or your wound or your injury or the part of the body that you need, you need an operation. No, he is, he is looking at health to your whole body, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your mental health. The fountain of the living water gives life and godliness to your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, and your mental health. God is concerned about mental health too, right? Mental health is called the sickness of the soul. So what is God doing when you are waiting for an answer? And what should we be doing when we are waiting for your answer? Waiting for your car, waiting for your healing, waiting for your wife, waiting for your husband that you're praying for. Second Peter 
Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7, and I read. And also for this very reason, give all diligence and add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. While you are waiting any time of the day, any moment of your life, this is what God wants us to do. That there are seven things. Seven is a perfect number of God. There are seven perfect things that God wants you to... He said, add on. It doesn't mean layer by layer. It can mean that all these elements working together at the same time. Okay? And there are five things that you to do within your heart. And two things is an expression of them. Virtue... Knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness is to do within you. Godly, brotherly kindness is expression out of you. Love is expression out of you. You see that these seven things that works within, who is going to add on? It's not God. This thing will not make you more righteous. Because you are already righteous. The blood of the Lamb of God and the mercy seat already justify, testify that you are the righteousness of God. So it's not to make you more righteous. This seventh thing is not to make you more holy because God has already called you holy and blameless even before the creation of the world. You are holy and blameless in Jesus Christ. So it doesn't make you more holy. It doesn't make you more righteous. What does it do? These seven things... No one is going to add on for you. You have to add on by working with the Holy Spirit to add it on. It's between you and God. This is the part that where God is sanctifying you. This is the part that you build relationship with the Lord. This is the part that you bring yourself to God. And he said, first thing that he said is to add to your faith virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is moral excellence. You think right. You entertain the right thought. It is also the courage to actively stand up for your, for your faith. Sometimes we dare not stand up for our faith. Yes? If you believe in God, you stand up for your faith. Right? If you believe in God, you entertain the thoughts that are of God. Don't entertain thoughts of anger, resentment, hatred. Because that will, that will create tension, they will create stress, they will create discomfort and even sickness. The whole thing about these seven elements is actually about your self-care. It's to care for yourself. It's not to care for the neighbours. It's to care for yourself. We need to care for ourselves. Your body, soul and spirit is how God expresses His love for you. That you work with Him to care for your body, soul and spirit. The first thing he did with is something to do with your heart. Virtue in uh, verse chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 said, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for their affect all you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of your life. Part of the healing they are waiting for and they're not dealt with is perhaps to do with this. 
go back to God and ask God and what is the virtue that I want to add on, that you want to help me to add on to my faith. It could be unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can cause sickness. It could be resentment. All these can, co- can cause pain in your body, can be physical, can be emotional. So the root cause of your pain and discomfort, or the root cause of your relationship at home, it could be because of the thoughts that you are entertaining out of abundance of the heart, you speak the wrong thing, you curse, you swear. So God is working with you. This is a very personal relationship with the Lord. God is dealing deep within your heart. This is a time you tell God, what are the things that virtue that you want me to add on? Perhaps take, take these few verses, go home and meditate and talk to God about this, this verse. Chapter, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 7. Talk to God about it. What is this virtue that you want me to add on? Perhaps this is where lies the problem of you're waiting for your healing. You're waiting for a relationship. You're waiting for your son to come back. You're waiting to, 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 to be promoted. You're waiting to have better relationship with your bosses. This could be your root problem. Everything that is not, the whole process of this, every plant that is not planted by the Lord, by the Father, God will uproot it. And this is where God is going to uproot those things that are not good for your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, and your relational health. God is going to uproot through your knowledge of working with Him that He reveals your virtue, and then you begin to say, okay, now I can add on to the faith that I believe in you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Finally, Brothers, whatever is true, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Entertain the good thoughts that you have. Don't entertain the your past. Don't entertain your regrets. Don't entertain your, your quarrel. You know, he told me, he said about me 45 years ago. You know? Don't entertain those things. It's, you can't change the history. If you want to move forward, you have to change your thinking first before your words and you go, you go forward. People say change the world to change the world, you change your heart. And God is dealing right there. And that is very personal between you and God. I, I did a quick survey with uh, church leaders many years ago about the four-letter words they used in the heart, in, in the family. They didn't say it, but it's in their heart. So many of them, tick, 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 tick. We all have words that we, that we don't even say it out. In our hearts, we entertain it. Okay, first thing, add on to your faith virtue. Add on to virtue knowledge. This knowledge is not your head knowledge. This knowledge is your, after, after God pulled out some plants from your soul and, and you have an experience with God. Now you know what God likes, what God dislikes. This is the knowledge. Then you will be able to respond to like what God likes, 
to dislike what God dislikes through the knowledge by your experience with the Lord. Now, this is very personal. This is your own experience with the Lord. And then, add on to knowledge, self-control. Now, self-control is not your control. Self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Self-control is God leading you to lock out things that is not of Him, to keep things that is for, of Him. Self-control needs a discipline, honestly. Right? Addiction is, it needs self-control. Yes? Addiction to drugs, addiction to pornography, addiction to games, addiction to TV programs, addiction needs the self-control. Which means you and God. Your mother cannot do it because when mother speaks to you, you get angry. Yes? Your wife tells you not, not to play this game for too long, dinner is ready. You go angry. <laughs> right? You don't want to eat, you walk out to Coco for KFC. <laughs> but self-control is what God is in self-control is a very deeply rooted need for every human soul. Which means you have to check your, your thought, check your heart, it all comes from your heart. Add on to self-control, perseverance. Why persevere? I thought it's all clear already. I got the knowledge of God, the experience of God. Why I need to persevere? Because new items may come in, we are subject to input all the time. And you may have to go through the process again and, and, and look at your virtue again and say, you know. Because we are subject to inputs. All, our, all the things in the human heart has been built by years of life experiences, years of tradition, years of culture, years of reading, years of knowledge, years of education, and plus your own analysis, your own understanding, all building up within you. And some of them, it has been there for so long, they even take it as your lifestyle. You take it as a, it's a culture, it's my culture is to abuse my wife. What's wrong with my, what's wrong with me? I ask my wife to, whatever. She's listening, I, I better stop. Or else I got no, <laughs> Or else I got no dinner tonight. <laughs> but God, no, this, no, this a culture that is against the woman. You take it, it's, it's, it's okay, it's okay to be against my wife, it's okay to you treat my wife because that's my culture. You don't even realize it until the Lord shines your truth of his love. We know to see, we have to see every time they ask God to reveal his love to you that you see your meaning and purpose of your life in his love. You see the meaning and the purpose of your relationship with your wife in his love. You see the meaning and the purpose of your life in your study or in your relationship at home in his love. Grace, mercy, peace, and love of God all delivered through the cross. Through the pain and the sacrifice and, and the blood of the Lamb of God, the shame on the Lamb of God, the curse on the Lamb of God is all delivered through there. Then add on to, add on to uh, perseverance, godliness. By now you probably notice that in the cleansing, 
If I was summarize it by now, if I was summarize it, it is in James chapter four verse seven. It said, "Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you." If you not submit to God, you can't resist the devil. If you don't resist the devil, the devil will never flee from you. You can't resist the devil. I know that. If you can resist the devil, we do not need psychologists, we do not need psychiatrists, we do not need counselors, we do not need pastors. You can't resist the devil. To resist the devil, you can only be submissive to God and deal with your virtue, deal with your thinking, deal with your belief system, deal with the value in your life. We are all created. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. The promise of life is in Christ Jesus. The blessing of life is in Christ Jesus. God bless us. With, God provides all our needs according to glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Right? God strengthens our inner, mean, inner beings in Christ Jesus. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. Are you, the identity is not in your shampoo. It's not in your <laughs> mobile phone. It's not in your optus. It's not in your car, it's not even in your education, it's not even in your qualification, it's not, in your, it's not even in your political status. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. So perseverance and then add on to it godliness. By now that you understand what God wants. God is working inward, deeply inside you to bring the Christ out of you. Because we are created in the image and the likeness of the Son of God. So we speak as image and the likeness of the Son of God. Right? We think as image and the likeness of the Son of God. We build our relationship as the image and the likeness of the Son of God. So our body responds in the image and the likeness of the Son of God. That's why you have health to your whole body. That's why you have life, life more abundantly. Because you are in Christ, that is your identity. Don't lose the identity. That is a problem with some. Sometimes we are so careless that we go into the world. We lose our identity. We forgot that we are in Christ. We think you are in position. We think you are in status. We think you are in wealth. We think you are in big house. We think you are in connections with certain people. No, your identity is in Christ. Because that is where your life is. That is where your health to your whole body is. One political leader that I, I, I knew, this doesn't really know me, I don't have political connection. A Malaysian politician, he was, a very, he was at one stage a very prominent Chinese political leader. And he said that he, when he was at the peak of his career, he, he, he didn't even sleep in his room. He was so busy. He was so popular. He got so many meetings. When he came home, he parked his car in the garage, he slept in the garage. He slept in his car. He couldn't even go to his room because he was so tired. What's the point if you identify your, your identity is in your career? If your identity is in Christ, you, live, you sleep in comfort, you sleep in peace, you sleep in joy. Now add on to godliness, brotherly kindness. This is the time that you are able to express your kindness to somebody else out of who you are that you identify now with Jesus Christ. 
and you are able to deliver that as a kindness. You are not delivering it out of status, out of recognition, out of pride or whatever, out of a show, but you, re- 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 you, you respond to your bloody love out of what God has made you from within. Will that give you a better mental health? Will that give you a better sleep? Will it give you a better health physically, emotionally, relationally? Yes or no? Yeah, of course. Because there is no pretense, there is no pride involved. Pride, am, am I coming to it? Now, all right. Pride makes you like an actor. You act out what you are, not who you are. You act out for, as somebody else. There's pride. And acting is a very stressful thing. Right? And we like to be actors. To act like somebody else. To take on somebody's personality. And there's a very stressful place. And the last one. Add on to brotherly kindness, love. That is when, this is another fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is when you express the love of God to God. You express your love for God through God. God, God re, love is a relationship, right? God loves you, right? We always say, God, I love you. But God wants you to express your love to God through these seven items that, that, that He worked it through you. Now your love of God to God is that you abide in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ abides in you. You are one with Jesus Christ, just like Jesus Christ is one with the Father, our Yahweh. And this is the love he is looking for that you express through working out your inner self with, with him. Now you see that when God is you're waiting for your answer, when you pray for something, you're waiting for answer. Don't despise that God is building up your life. God is also building up health to your whole body. And for those who are praying for healing, please pray for health to the whole body, not just that part of the body. Because that is what God wants to give it to you. Now I pray for health to my whole body every day. I don't want part of my body to be in good health. The rest are not in good health. What's the point? Right? Because God wants to give health to my whole body. Let us pray. Just between you and God. Between you and God. Add on to your faith, virtue. Add on to virtue, knowledge. Add on to knowledge, self-control. Add on to self-control, perseverance. Add on to perseverance, godliness. Add on to godliness, brotherly kindness. Add on to brotherly kindness, love between you and God. Ask God that we want this thing to work within you. That you can express your love to God, your way. And you are listening. If you are here, you have not known Jesus Christ or you are watching on, on, on YouTube. If you have not received Jesus Christ, And I want you to know that your life and health only come from him.
There is no other creation that can give you life and health to your whole body. Not your vitamins, not your supplements, not your food. No other creation. Not your red meat, not your chicken, not your rabbits. <laughs> it's life and health to your whole body, only from God and His Word. No other else. Now, if you're watching on, on video, I want, to, I want to encourage you to receive life and health to your whole body today. Let's say this prayer together. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross for my sin. I ask Lord Jesus Christ, you forgive all my sins. You come to my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I desire to receive life and live life life more abundantly. I desire to receive health to my whole body. It is your will and you deliver it to me by the power and authority of the living God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.